Welcome to Lawyers Who Care, the video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond for their clients. And on each episode, we will meet a new lawyer and they will share stories about when they went above and beyond legal counsel for the benefit of their client. My name is Andrew Samlin, principal of Samlin Wealth, a nationally recognized wealth management firm for lawyers, law firms, and their clients. And let's applaud Lawyers Who Care and learn from them. Today, my very special guest is Melissa Goodstein. Uh, she is an attorney with the Law and Mediation Office of Melissa Goodstein in Northern Westchester, New York, focusing on collaborative law and other matrimonial matters. And she is also the current president of the New York Association of Collaborative Professionals. Welcome, Melissa. Welcome, Andy. So glad that I'm able to join you today. Terrific. So, Melissa, what brought you to your profession and what brought you to your specialty? That's a really interesting question, Andy, because I actually went to law school thinking that I was going to go into television programming. I had studied the family when I was in college and did my thesis on the American family or the family as depicted in television and was very much interested in television programming and thought a good entry into that field would be to get a degree, a law degree. And I was actually thinking of getting a dual degree as well in uh, a JD and as well as a, a master's in media and communication. And I was choosing between two schools, one of them being Syracuse and the other one being Cardozo, which um, in New York, ended up going to Cardozo, not with just the JD, but thinking I was in the media capital of the world, there would be a lot of great opportunities. And in hindsight, you know, it really... I, I was led to that school for other reasons, you know, as I met my husband on a blind date, I was able to start a, a different career path because I ended up going into family and matrimonial um, in, in that area. And I did that because in the first year where I was trying out for an internship, um, it was between, um, I thought it would be nice to under, have a better understanding about family law but also to go into television programming. And I had an internship opportunity at Lifetime Television, as well as at a boutique matrimonial firm. And as circumstances presented, the, the opportunity for that family, that family law matrimonial boutique firm came into play. And that's where my career kind of took me and led me. And, um, and I became fascinated and wanting to learn and, and about families and about their stories and about helping to support families going through a really difficult time, which is a divorce. And that led me to this career and a career in another way of helping families, and that is in the alternative dispute resolution models of both mediation and collaborative divorce, because I really felt that the adversarial system really it was ill-suited to um, protect that family structure, which I was studying so um, intently during my undergraduate and learning more about that and the value of the family in our society and protecting. Can you speak, can you speak to the differences of folks that might be watching, the differences between collaborative and mediation? I know that your practice uh, you know, focuses on both. What are the differences and what, what forms are applicable when? And lastly, um, when does litigation come into play? Well, mediation, um, and by the way, at my law school also had the first mediation clinic in the country. So I was well aware about the mediation process even before I entered into that field. And that's why I was thinking about that as a career choice. You know, I was on a different path. You know, I was in a boutique firm that was a matrimonial litigation firm. 
But one of my mentors at that firm was also really into spirituality and personal growth and reflection. And he was a Buddhist, actually, who meditated and went to yoga ashrams and introduced me to an amazing yoga ashram, which I still go to um, currently and, and which has been really a, a big force in my life about just being centered and peaceful and how to approach conflict in a different way. And so mediation, where I, when I became trained as a mediator, a mediator is coming in as a neutral, as a facilitator, working with a couple to help them really create an agreement that honors what their values are and helps them create their story and how what their divorce is going to look like and what their family is going to look like, you know, post-divorce. And the idea is that a marriage is ending, but you are still a family. And in mediation, you work with one facilitator as a neutral to help really understand, create a better understanding of what, what matters to each person which you, with each partner and to help create an agreement that honors that and that reflects that. So you, so you just meet with a neutral mediator in that way. And then you work with attorneys more particularly at the end to review any agreement that is ultimately reached because you are reaching a legal agreement that really defines how your marriage is going to end. That's one process, you know, the mediation process, working with one neutral. And if I'm coming in as an attorney, I'm coming in wearing the hat of a neutral. So I'm not acting or serving in that capacity. I'm wearing a different hat. In collaborative divorce, which was also kind of an outgrowth of another, of a person who was um, a, a litigator who was practicing in an adversarial model, you know, going to court, because when you go to court, you work against each other. And that, and that's the whole structure when you're, when you're negotiating with, with a part with in, in that litigation space, parties are working against each other. And this really felt that, um, his Buddhist, um, sensibility of working and he was, uh, of, of working against maybe was ill suited. Is there another way of practicing? So this guy, Stu Webb thought, you know, what is it, what would it look like if instead of I looked at my adversary as an adversary, but as a counterpart and we worked together and we collaborated and really represented in the fullest way our client's interests, but also held a space for the opposing counsel's partner, you know, their, their client's interests. And together, we work together to reach an agreement that honors that. So it's a, it's a way that you both have the representation of counsel, but it's not in, the, in a way of a winner takes all. It's more of a interest-based, you're, you're, you're representing your client's interest and together you are each represented by counsel if you need that support to help you articulate and to help you express what it is that you're important, what's important to you. And Collaborative also offers a full team um, of other professionals to help you reach an agreement if you need that additional support. So it's like mediation. I think of the, like mediation with bumped up support and acknowledging that that a divorce is not just legal, it's emotional, it's parenting, it's communication, it's financial. And why not get all these resources of trained professionals, trained in conflict resolution, trained in their respective fields to help a couple reach an agreement? And that's what you want to do. And going back to, you know, why I like television and programming and media is popular culture tells stories. We learn about lives. We, we, we do takeaways and what, what, what matters to people and values. And, 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 and in this way, I'm helping families, helping a, helping a couple really define what their future is. And in collaborative, it offers that support. Or if you may need it in, in mediation, maybe you just need the help of a facilitator to get you there. But it's their story to tell. And I'm coming in as an agent to help in that way. Interesting. 
And you're you're uh, carrying the flag of the collaborative process by being the president of the NYACP. Um, can you share a client story that maybe relates to some of the things that you raised um, on this podcast? Sure. Um, you know, it's not one particular story, Andy. I was thinking about that for a little bit and giving some thought to it. I'm like, God, you know, it's not my story. You know, it's those stories that I'm I'm creating possibility and hope. When I was litigating in, in the short time that I was, I really felt like I was this agent of destruction. I was like destroying families left and right. That's what I felt like internally. And I didn't want that to be that story for those, for those families that I was serving. And, but what the stories that I'm helping to shape and the possibilities and the hope is, is the story that I experience is when I hear back from clients or when I see clients, because I live and work in, this, in the community that I'm serving a lot of the, the of my clients, and I'll see them together at um, graduations, at school events, at happy moments, or they'll re- will report back to me. And that's such a powerful story for me to see that and to see, God, you know, They've made it out in a really difficult time and their family is intact or at least defined in a way that they have shaped that narrative. And it's so hopeful. And I also one particular story that comes to mind is that I worked on a collaboration with a couple and at the end, the, um, the, the former partner after they were divorced was really ill. And the person who took care of the former partner was my client. They were divorced maybe three or four years out. But she was at his bedside in those in those last few months of his life. And she said, I did this because I wanted to be this role model for my kids. They're the father of my, you know, they're their father. And I wanted to be there to to help. And, and because that was important and it was an important for my children to see that. And I felt that that was just so warming, so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I really felt that by creating or allowing them to to serve them in the way of a collaboration, of um, helping them resolve conflict in a more peaceful way, in a more dignified way, allowed that opportunity to happen. So that was incredibly gratifying for me to feel. And I'm sure that's the first of many, many, you know, cases where you have changed that uh, future narrative, not only for the, the, the couple, but for their kids and their kids by uh, creating a new blueprint. That's right. And I, I'm there to help. I'm, I'm there. I'm in a service profession and I really feel like I'm providing a service. I did not feel that. And the difference going back to your question about litigation, litigation is there. It's there and it's a process that needs to be there because sometimes you can't agree. Sometimes emotions are just too hot that you can't get to the table and really work through in an effective way the conflict. Or maybe there's domestic violence or maybe there's personality disorders or something where you need a third party to come in and make that decision because they're unable to. And there's a time and place for that. There is. And there's some mediations that don't work out. And there's some collaborations that don't either. My track record is more positive in that that people come to me more self-selected and wanting to divorce in this way in a better way. But that being said, it's on the trajectory of options and each one has its place and its value. But if you can reach an agreement that you can own, that you create, I think compliance and and, and, um, and it's, it's a better outcome, I think, rather than having it being imposed. But some people can't, but I hope that you can at least try and sure. mediation and collaborative offers that opportunity. 
And just so everyone knows, today my guest is Melissa Goodstein. She is an attorney with the Law and Mediation Office of Melissa Goodstein in Northern Westchester, New York. Again, she focuses on collaborative law and other matrimonial matters, including mediation. Um, Melissa, so that people can get in touch with you, could you give us your phone number twice? Twice? Oh, okay. 914 I mean, and a web address and uh, websites and any other social media telemetry that might be helpful. Um, MelissaGoodstein.com. And I think if you look me up on LinkedIn, on I have a TikTok thing. I have, you know, maybe a, a Facebook. You know, it's just my name, essentially, um, is where you can find me, Melissa Goodstein. Got it. Thank you for joining us, Melissa. Today, uh, again, my special guest was Melissa Goodstein. Uh, this is, has been the Lawyers Who Care video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond for their clients. If you're an attorney or no one that might be appropriate for this, please reach out to us at success at samalinwealth.com. That's success at samalinwealth.com. Melissa, thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much, Andy. It was a pleasure.